Hey guys, welcome to Truth Check, the podcast where we invoke critical thought and we dive deeper into the scriptures to answer questions that you may have in your communities that we tend to have in our communities. My name is John David. This is my brother Nick. Take it away, man. How's it going, guys? My name is Nick. That's JD. And like you said, uh, if this is your first time tuning in to True Check with us, the way that this is going to go is I'm going to be the one who's asking the questions around here. And JD's going to be the one that's answering it with sound biblical truth, not based off of our opinions, not based off of our theology, but specifically, what does the Word of God say? And so with that, we're going to be getting kind of a, kind of into a, a super simple, but also super big yeah. question is, JD, what is the gospel? Man. That's amazing. So, I'm going to just read scripture. Is that cool? Yep. Go ahead. All right, man. Let's do this. Romans 1. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. So that's one definition. And then the second definition is 1 Corinthians 15. Um, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I have preached to you, in which I also received. See, Paul received this gospel himself right, right. too. In which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day accordance to the scripture, and that he was seen by Cephas in the twelve. And so we see here that the gospel is Jesus is the story of Jesus, the life, the the death, the re- burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's his whole story. It's, it's not just one part, but it's the entire story of Jesus. We see this in the book of Acts 2. Um, I just want to quote these. Acts 2, Acts 3 and 4, Acts 10 and 11. Um, this is to Cornelius, who is, a, who is a Gentile. He's a God-fearer, but he's not circumcised. So that's huge. Acts 13, Acts 14, Acts 17, we see all of these as them presenting Jesus, Messiah, fulfiller of Israel's covenant as their representative. And because he's their representative, he is now the representative of us all in the world, man. So yeah, bro, the gospel is Jesus. Jesus is the gospel. And we have gospels that are called the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Matthew, right? So they're telling the story of Jesus. The the gospels are the gospel. Yeah. So, yeah, it is good news, man. Come on. So I can can see, obviously, like, from a Christian standpoint, like, yeah, gospel equals good news. Like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, he paid for my sins? Like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, like I have intimacy with God now and da-da-da-da and all this stuff. But hypothetically speaking from an unbeliever standpoint, say so say I'm someone who is unsaved, Mm -hmm. um, you know, living in sin, et cetera, et cetera, and say you— come and meet me on the street and you're trying to present the gospel to me. And, and I hear, I hear what you say. Mm-hmm. You hear, you know, you're speaking about Jesus dying for my sins and, you yeah. know, and so for me to get into heaven and, and all this mm. stuff. But in reality, like from an unbeliever standpoint, like everything you're saying 
kind of doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't have significance. Like, if I'm already living the, a good life, you know, I'm, I'm, I have money. I have a nice family. That sin doesn't bother me because I'm not a Christian. And so if you're presenting this gospel to someone, like, like what, is, what does that do for me? Like, how yeah. am I included? Like, what does the gospel do for me as yeah. if I was an unbeliever? Yeah, man. And, and I think part of what you were saying also includes the way we present the gospel. You kind of presented it that way is like, is that, you know, Christ died for my sins so I could go to heaven. Yeah. And, and man, we, to be honest, we don't see that in the scriptures. We, we don't right. see the, the apostles in the book of Acts saying like, Christ died for your sins so you could go to heaven. Actually, we don't see that in the epistles either. Which is really a struggle for a lot of people, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that's what we've tend to focus on. And and I just want let me read this. John John writes this in John twenty. He says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have his life have have life in his name. So you see, even right here, Jesus or John isn't focusing necessarily on him paying for your sins, mm-hmm. though that's super important, and that's then the atonement and all of that, right, and we right. need that. But that's not the focus of the gospel necessarily. The gospel is, again, the story of Jesus and what that means for somebody, like you were saying, that, that has heard that. Again, they, they've already heard some type of gospel, like right. Jesus died for your sins so you go to heaven. But whenever they were presenting it, I want to read Acts 13. Um, Paul says this, And we declare to you glad tidings, that the promises which was made to the fathers, God has fulfilled these for us, their children, Israel, right? In that he raised Jesus up from the dead. As it is written in the Psalms, you are my son, today I have begotten you. He goes on, I just want to read uh, verse 38 in Acts 13. He says, Therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all the things which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. And then he says, Beware, therefore, lest what has spoken in the prophets come upon you. And so this is the thing, is that Jesus, through the resurrection, is now Lord of all creation. We see this in Acts 17, okay? So the significance is not just that you've sinned and that you're bad. The significance is that new creation has started, through the resurrection, and those who are in Messiah Jesus are partaking of the life in the age to come. Okay, to, to, to Jewish people, there were two ages, the age of the present evil age, and then the age to come. And Jesus being resurrected now is offering the age to come, the eternal life, to us as believers in him who want to be a part of this covenantal family in the future, right? And so that's why it's significant to somebody, not just so that they could have their sins removed, but so that they could be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, right? We see this in 2 Peter 1, he says that. He's like, man, that these promises were fulfilled, right? And then now we can partake of the things that are to come in this life. Being in Christ is about being immersed in God's reality of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's partaking of that life. And when we come back to that, we, we will see a bigger change than just, well, Jesus died for your sins, which and is super important, which is something that we all kind of got saved by, right? Right, right. Of Jesus course, died of for our sins. But what that means to biblical authors is a lot different than what it means to us. Not saying that that's not important, 
But this is to get more foundational, to get more in accordance with the scripture, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. So yeah. that's why it's significant to somebody, is that because now they can partake of the life to come and be assured that they will have that resurrection life, that this right here, your body, our, our bodies will be raised with Christ in that's the good. age to come. So, that's really yeah, bro, good. that's what's important. Yeah, man, that's amazing. So we, we kind of just touched on, on that, mm-hmm. of just what the gospel means for a non-believer, but for us as Christians, a mm-hmm. lot of us can become numb to the gospel. Um, and so what do you think the gospel can do for us as everyday believers? Yeah, man, we, I mean, we saw it right there in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, in which you are saved, in which you stand, which you are saved, and that you will be saved from it. So it's the thing that contains everything to fulfill our life, not just from the beginning, but in the midst of it and in the end. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our hope, So it's not man. just a past. It's, it's a no, present man. and a future it's thing. It's present, future. It's, it's everything. Amazing. Jesus is our life, right? Yeah. Colossians 3 says that, that, that we died with Christ, so we shall be raised with him in newness of life. So, so yeah, man, it's everything. That's good. Yeah, man. Dang. Well, unfortunately, guys, that's ah. all the time that we're going to have for today. And I know we barely scratched this for surface. We could talk for another 20 minutes on oh, this, yeah, 30 bro. minutes on this stuff. But uh, we're going to have to go ahead and close out on this. Um, before we close out, J.D., you have any, any references to books, scriptures, anything like that pertaining to what we talked about today? Totally, man. So like I said, go through Acts. Acts 2, 3, and 4, 10, and 11, um, Acts 13, Acts 14, Acts 17. Man, check these out. Look, look how they present the gospel and, and, you know, put yourself in it. That, that helps me a lot. It's like I go into the scripture and become part of the story. Right. So, um, N.T. Wright has a book called the day the revolution began. Amazing book. It kind of sucks you out of your world and puts you into first century, um, second temple Judaism to understand like what they were talking about, man. So yeah, check those out and bless you. That's good. You guys have a nice day and we'll see you next week.